Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Numenera Chronicle Rising Helix. This is Episode 7, Classic Elf Situation. Alright, everybody. Welcome back to Occultus Anonymous. How's it going out there in listening to Fantasyland? We're doing well. It's, uh, it's going to be a good time. We are You're joining us again. In our foray into the cipher system, we're telling a story in the ninth world. The setting is New Monera, a billion years in the future, after eight mighty civilizations have risen and fallen, and we rejoin our intrepid erstwhile characters, perhaps heroes. I know they're resisting that label, but I certainly think of them in heroic terms, even if their specific ideological orientation is not intrinsically heroic. But before we jump into that and uh, update you, remind you of where we are, you know, it's what we always do, right? We want to thank the people who support us and are following us. In particular, we appreciate the support from World 20, as well as extremely gratefully, we appreciate the support of our patrons. And I'm going to read out all of your names. You, kind folks, are Adele, Ethan Alice the Mad, Al, Alexander Williams, Alpha Wolf, sorry, Alpha Wolf 2803, Alzrit, Bernie, Buck Gregory, Chris Handforth, Doc, Emil, Fuse 82, George, James Winfield, John Fitzgerald, Josh Drew, Camo, Cat Feathers, Klaus, Long Live the Queen, Melissa, Michael, Milo V3, Ms. Grumpy, Moku, Mozart D Minor, Other Guy, Harry, Food, Porter, Puppeteer, Riafio, Ryan, Sean Kelleher, Secrets Spoken in Silent Solitude. Oh, I love that sibilance and that consonant alliteration. Shexara, the Lusty Argonian Maid. Hey now. Hey now, someone, hey. Thomas Vogel, Toast, Vortex Falcon 00. What's a circle? Why gender when you can serve the Iron Pyramid? And Zoltan Kamini. Thank you so much, everybody. Really appreciate you for watching and also entertaining us with fanciful names and great suggestions. <laughs> All right, so where were we? What were we doing? What had happened? Remember to most... cue the Samurai Jack theme song? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gotta get back. Back to the past Samurai Jack. But sorry. We had essentially time travel forward in time, somewhere between uh, 500 and 5,000 years. Yes. Um, we landed in a sort of foggy place that should be underwater but is not full of mechanical um sort of cybernetic jellyfish and fish um stripping stripping down the carcasses of extremely large animals um to get their electro marrow from the inside of their bones mm -hmm. um reuven did uh reuven hawk's pro skater and <laughs> uh sort of half piped off of it. a rib in a mile several miles into the air 
to get their orientation. Um, the the group made their way, you know, most of a day's march north towards where a uh, Reuben had seen a forest. And uh, had some some campfire chats that evening. Uh, some some hard feelings were expressed. Uh, some some guilt and some uh, some some grief. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then uh, Faye went off and chopped up some some bones and got some stuff. Harvested his own electromero. Yeah. Well, not my own, but somebody else's for my use. For you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Also, shout out to Ash for basically giving me the title for last week's thing: Stellar Whale Fall. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if, if ever there was a yeah, like, wait, what? What is happening here? Just click. Just click it. Just find out. <laughs> Spoiler yeah, when, alert! When, that is exactly what I called it in my head. Nice. Yeah. When you said it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that is kind of." I guess you could draw, draw a comparison to that. And then we found out more, and I was like, "That's exactly what it is." That is exactly what it is. Yes. I've wanted to introduce that in a cipher system game for mm-hmm. quite some time. Mm-hmm. So, it's very good. I'm glad you liked it. I really appreciate how you all engage with it so much. So yes, indeed, there were some hard feelings about that, right? Some discussion of responsibility, blame, or not necessarily blame, but but responsibility, right? Um, having to do with what led to you all moving between 500 and 5,000 years in the future. Might be able to get more precise about that at some point in the future, but for now, right? It's like it's bracketed that way. Right. And uh, as Ash implied, um, by cueing the Samurai Jack theme song, uh, Vet expressed a commitment to go back in time, find a way to do that. So there is clearly some theme and group interest in that, even if it is not a joint commitment to it, considering that Faye and Blaze feel a little differently about it, but they're not opposed to the notion of finding the means to accomplish it. And that's my understanding of an additional element to add. Hmm. Greg, Drew. Hmm. I mean, Ash. yeah, for, for yeah, as they say, for, for Faye, he doesn't have a place to go back to. He he has not set down roots since he left his weird indoctrination and and uh, short term stay with uh, what was the name of the group? Uh, the Convergence. Yeah. Those guys are assholes. As far as we okay. understand. Um, and Blaze had you know, said specifically, there's nothing for him to go back to. Everyone that he knows is here. So mm. he was content to stay here. But if the group wants to go back, he's not opposed. It's really sweet, too. In a like, little bit scarily codependent sort of way. But, <laughs> 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 but I did say that, you know, we're kind of a four dark corners of a tavern sort of party here. Yeah, so. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah. I, totally and, love it. I mean, that's fully aware that 
It might not be possible to go back, but... Mm. Step one, if we try this again... Yeah. And it shoots us 5,000 more years in the future, that's where we are now. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's certainly not going to make things any worse, right? Yeah, it's like, well... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fair. It can't get worse, so might as well try. You know what I think is uh, wonderful, too, about Vet expressing that notion so quickly after having to come to terms with the mourning of family in the past? Because technically, right, they're only dead with respect to your temporal position, right? They're not gone forever. They're just, you, they're dead for you, right? Sure. They had their lives. But um, that's, that's, a, that's a terrible kind of grief you have to deal with. And I, what I'm impressed by is Vet immediately then said, you know what? I'm going to act like a jack. When a jack sees a problem, a jack tries to tackle the problem. Like climbing the beanstalk. 500 years in the future? Okay, how do we get back? What's 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 the solution? So, I think it's poignant. <laughs> so yeah, right now we're trying to get out of the fog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That should be... Able to tell that yeah, I was gonna say that's less than a day now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you have like you'd have, if you woke up early, you'd probably get out of the fog by noon. So depending on how long you want to sleep, but you knew you needed to spend the night in the fog. Um. Yeah, I think Reuben. You know, he like I said, uh, they're they're off for a little bit, but then come back and and get rest. Near the near the fire that we've got set up. Cool. I think they'd be ready to shift into you know get shit done mode ooh awesome I love it yeah sounds good ooh. not forgetting IO yeah that's right cool from your uh, right. IO from your electromarrow and technically from the golems too mm. yes so this is the way it works um, this is the the approach I would like to take and Drew, I'm happy to receive your feedback because we haven't discussed this mm-hmm. off table yet. What I just what I can what I thought would make sense is um, sometimes IO can be hard to acquire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but if you are specifically trying to harvest it from items that would otherwise give you, or sorry, from sources that would otherwise give you uh, ciphers or artifacts or seem to be full of some rich electronic vitality, then what you would need to do is you need to make a um i think you have uh what's your skill related to harvesting or salvaging yeah you make a salvaging numenera roll Mm -hmm. if you succeed at the difficulty of the object then you can harvest an amount of io equal to 1d6 plus your tier all right So you've already succeeded in the past in those two rolls. Okay. You already were able to harvest the Electromero. Mm-hmm. And this will take an hour of time. So if you have other sources of this, you can do it. Say, for example, you wanted to spend a lot of time in here harvesting from the, the marrow of these bones. You could do that. You could get more Io here. Mm-hmm. This is a veritable surfeit of Io in this dense bone white fog. But it takes time. Right. So does no. that sound like an acceptable mechanic to you? Yeah. I'm, I mean, that that absolutely works fine for me. 
I just want to double check because notably, like I put points into be being specialized and I was like, yes. I want to make sure I use this. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. So it is relevant. All right. And you learned last session that it's a difficulty six, but you already succeeded on one. So if you want to do it again each time, because it is challenging to carefully excise the IO that would otherwise go into something you would, you know, slap together into a cipher. Right. Cool. Um, so because I have tools, I'm bumping that difficulty down from. Wait, nope. Hang on. Leave it at six. Because now that I've figured this out, I have two assets. That's right. Mm -hmm. On this. And yes. Roll salvage. So, you know, I don't actually have to roll for difficulty six. No, nope, you don't. <laughs> not at all. But if you wanted to try and get a major effect, right? You would have uh, definitely got more IO. Yep. Uh. Uh, but yeah, just take my take my eight. Still counts. And then uh, what two do we just want to do? 2d6. Yeah, that's fine with me. Cool. You want to roll it like that? And plus plus my Probably. tier. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so this will be 2d6 plus W tier. Then. Yep. Wow. That's a nice about an IO. <laughs> yep. What's the first thing you can create with all that IO? Good lord. A list. Yep. I, I have a list. Yep. So, stuff to look through. Cool. Um, are you worried about what types of IO that I'm picking up? No, I'm not. Okay, cool. In both of these situations, these are the equivalent of untyped IO. Cool. There will be situations where the IO you get will have a significance. Is it an IOU? No, we've, we're resolving the IOU <laughs> right now, Chris. Oh, I see. <laughs> I feel like you've been sitting on that one for a long time. That's no. great. No, I was going to say that one. Y'all know I don't hold them back. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is an off-the-dome sort of thing. I love it. It's great. I'm with it. I think the IOU is when a right uses that IO blast. Uh, yeah, well, that total gives me uh, 17 uh, untyped IO and 7 responsive synth. So uh, I'm going to have to look back and see uh, see what I need to do to make a living armor sheath. Yep. And then my tendril graft and then my plans yes. will be complete. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? He's turning into Doc Ock. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. You're going to have words <laughs> later. <laughs> I know. I'm teasing you. He's turning into Venom is what he's going for, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that Spider-Man antagonist? What's I had no idea you liked that one. <laughs> Technology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you are doing it with tech, so. Yeah. It is living exactly. armor sheath. Literally, there. Tentacles are alive. Got, I think after you got to play a werewolf version of Venom, you'd have sort of got it out of your system, huh? <laughs> it was like two episodes, two sessions. Yeah. yeah. But no, it even calls out that it looks like it has heavy, leathery flesh. Mm hmm. Yep. I don't totally. know that I would call. Venom no, I, no, you probably wouldn't. But it's got a bit of a goopiness to him. 
Also, <laughs> that DLC came out on Monday for Marvel. Oh. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's reel it in a little. Craig is like, wait, hang on. Where, where are we going? Mm -hmm. Nowhere no, good. No. <laughs> All right. So we do some marching. Yeah, I'm uh, going to... Well, I'm down a whopping Generally four north points. North. I'm not going to roll <laughs> for the for the rest yeah. of the night. Okay, so over the night, I'm... my pools are full again. I guess I. Uh, <laughs> yes, they they would potentially be, um, if you haven't spent so much that your recovery rolls wouldn't refill them. So as per usual, automatically refill. But. Go ahead. Just as per usual, blazes up early doing these exercises. And... Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. Totally in support of that. All right, any last things before you get to the edge? Okay. Did somebody say they were going to take a sample of the bone meal? I can't remember. Was that important? Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Just as All we're right. walking, blazes yeah. is going to maneuver next to. Um. I can't remember her name. All of a sudden, having a brain fart. Uh, Reuven, mm -hmm. what, what did you say yesterday uh, about um, satisfaction? I, I don't remember. Chris does not remember what I said. Um. Okay. Reuven will just sort of look confused. I was talking about how I was unsatisfied by the fight. And oh, you, you want me to said... shoot you? No, but you said something and it... I couldn't hold it in my head because I had a whole lot of other things push it out of the way, but it seemed important. Mm. That's okay. I'll figure it out. Okay. And please just close it off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Life is a series of disappointments, Blaze. <laughs> Listen, he's been through a couple like back to back to back right now. <laughs> Wasn't a good fight. Uh, Teleported away. Had to run away from weird fish things. Mm -hmm. I'm getting eaten by jellyfish. Just sort of slurped on a little bit. He yeah. he got pretty beat up. Just sort of slurped. <laughs> Come on. He, he was pretty beat up. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got to this out here. Nobody thought about trying to pee on the wounds caused by these electro jellyfish. Do not do that. Not real, friends at home, yeah. do not do that. No. no. <laughs> I know, but we're in a fictional land. Maybe it'll work here. Oh, Maybe sure. it works here. Yeah, yeah. Jokes work. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> understanding Numenera role. I just happen to use my urine as a vehicle for my understanding. <laughs> No, brand new sentence. Yes, yeah, R slash brand new sentence for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, as you proceed through, uh, reach the end, uh, you can see through what seemed at first like, or seemed up until this point, like a, a thick barrier cloaking the light. Um, kept it dim all the time you see the brightness at the edge that um, up until this point Reuven had been the only one to appreciate 
Um, and you come out into bright sunlight and you see before you a broadly stretching verdant forest. And you're welcomed once again to the air movement that you're used to mm. when you're not in the water. Right. When the light dust on the ground that you kick up falls relatively quickly or is blown away on actual wind instead of drifting around in little tendrils like you would be at the bottom of the sea. What is the, like, climate? It's uh, temperate, but let's put it this way. It um, feels mildly warm. The air is, is probably the humidity of... What's a place everybody might be familiar with? Oh, how about this? The air has the humidity of um, the threshold to a greenhouse have you ever stepped into an area where it's going from a dry place to a moist mm -hmm. place and you're not saturated but it feels kind of nice and comfortable that's what it seems like like you see all the plant life the trees and uh you get the impression this is not a an arid area sure as we're coming out of the fog is there an incline that we're coming up or is it no it's flat okay. ground right now it's just a wall yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, sort of, or it thins uh, out. You can, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's thick. Um, it looks like, however, it looks like old growth forest. Mm -hmm. um, the trees are rather tall. Um, oh, I'm, 50 feet tall. Go ahead. I mean, when the fog, does the fog just sort of. Oh, the fog. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Or was it like it, lying low and we climbed out of it? No, 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 okay. no. It is flat as though, like when it was, when, when um, okay. Vet said this is like a techno whale fall and Reuven said, it's this is like it should be at the bottom of the ocean, but it isn't. Um, it is this barrier that's complete, as though you were at the bottom of some body of fluid, whatever it is. And now that we've come out, it's like we're standing on the shore of a lake or an ocean or something. It, it or it's, just, it's at, just walked past a barrier and it's just exactly. There. Yep. Walk through the it's aquarium a, wall. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. You walk through it and you can look behind you. You can turn around. And, look and it's at still it. it's still a vertical plane. It's still yeah. It's it's not okay. it's it's shaped it's it's rounded as it moves up, but okay. it stretches really high. So from your perspective, it might seem like a wall, right? But it definitely isn't. Like Reuven was There's able to see it. There's some curvature to it. Yes, there is some curvature to it. Does the ground go from being like bone meal to dirt? Yes, it does, and then grass relatively so it's, quickly. It's a fairly quick, sharp transition. Yes, yes, it is okay. absolutely. There's no bone meal outside of the fog. Do you From think that's what the different. oceans are now? I think we're in the tenth world. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. Or more. Yeah. We could have skipped one. I find it unlikely that we had an entire world's worth of history happening. Five to five thousand? Five hundred to five thousand years. <laughs> Granted, I'm not an expert, but um I've never seen water do that. I mean, points to technically, it is it's now water. Evidence of an old world rather than something that happened in ours, I would imagine. But we know from history that the fall of worlds cause strange changes to the environment around us. Maybe this is water now. Oh, Which is going to be an interesting, like. Pretty soon, we're going to need something to drink. 
So if that's what water is now, how are we going to hydrate ourselves? <laughs> I think Ruben and Faye kind of look at each other and go, what? <laughs> um, I appreciate your contributions to the thought and the field of science. And Blaze sort of puffs up. You're welcome. <laughs> and then just like yeah. a turn and a look at me, like I. That was a perfect nano attitude. That, that was so good. <laughs> like it's not. Thank it's you for your shitty attitude. It's just like. Oh, honey. Well, like I said, Faye looks at Ruben and goes, Mm hmm. Tell you what, buddy, go, I mean, go grab the canteens. And... I'm just trying to figure out if that's what the ocean is now. Mm. I mean, I imagine there are like, do we still have like that regular oceans? Probably. Yeah, I, I could think... I have seen did I see a coast when I was flying or was no, are we too far inland? Okay, not, not where you are. You did not see one from where you, from where you are, from your vantage point. So we're going north, right? Yes. Um, I just, on a scale of timelines to shift between one world to another, we would be talking, you know, millennia, like millions of years. Right, yeah. As a reminder for the setting, real quick, out of character, you do know that at least one civilization might have lasted only a millennium. Mm hmm. And one of them, at least one, lasted over a million years. Sure. Burn out quickly. So you do have that information. Right. If it was okay. a really bad world, we might have missed one. Sure. It would have had to have catastrophic events. That said. But just, sorry, out of character, just from knowing that, like, the setting is we are early in the ninth world. Yes. Generally speaking. Yes, that's right. So to, so to assume that in 500 to... 5,000 years that cool. it had transitioned, then yeah. it, it's. That's not outside the realm of possibilities because your error bars are really big. Certainly <laughs> not. Yeah. Certainly would not be Reuben's first thought that this is something from it that we missed having caused this. Right. Yeah. Because there's plenty of weirder shit that we've all seen. Exactly. That was already in our world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, also, pretty. legitimately, we probably wouldn't know what was going on on the other side of the planet. Oh. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's always really, been like this. That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I like continuing character. Just wanted to share additional information with support for Ruben saying, like, oh, how yeah. do we know? Right? Yeah. Um. Well, got us out of the. Ocean? What now? I mean, technically, North is familiar territory, but I think... Do you know of any way to, like... Like, radio signals to try to see if we could find any evidence of... people? Um... That's all well and good, but I think our first priority should be on survival. Right, yeah. 
but I well, feel like none of us were really like prepared for an extended stay in a futuristic yeah, world. It's just about the same. I'm sorry. Is the rugged in my character's title not to mean a thing? <laughs> I, I, I think that Ruben could keep us fed. It's like I can just. Ruben just like sprints away and comes back, just like having snatched an animal in their fucking hand. <laughs> multiple, m- multiple t- buffalo onto Blaze. Here you go, eat. <laughs> Blaze was thinking more about water because we haven't really found. Yeah. we haven't really found any. Yeah, but samples of water that we could actually drink, right? I presume would be the next thing we we do, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know if we wanted to focus on that as a gameplay element, but yeah, that was definitely like Riven's next steps for sure. Yep. Makes sense to me. Um, so, uh, but the radio thing is a, is a solid idea and uh, if there's anything. Uh, Mr. Faye can do about that. Yeah, I'm just fully turning to Faye. Like, so can you build us a communication device? I made a stellar compass out of scrap in a cave. And so much amber that we don't have anymore. That was just a powering (laughs) device, alright? I made a stellar compass with scrap. So yeah. I made a talking robot with scrap. Now you're asking if I can make a simple commute, not actually, not, not, not right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I can just, I need some stuff first. What do you need? Yeah, what do we need for that? I mean, technically, let's see what commonplace items can I make. Two coconuts and a twig. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. Commonplace items. What is on this list? Uh, lots of wooden stuff. Huts, granaries, wineries, money lenders, workshops. You can make, you can make a money lender? Yeah. Just a little I've, wooden man who gives out money? <laughs> uh, but it's currency exchange bot. Technically, actually, I don't know that I can make communication devices. I can make a chariot. Or we don't have anything to pull it. Uh, <laughs> points to Blaze. <laughs> and Blaze is like, excuse me. <laughs> it's like a football sledge, but in reverse. Oh, right. Pulling on it instead of pushing it. But um, no, I, okay. I would need I would need to experiment with some some IO and some some pieces parts. I don't actually have a plan to make a communication device. I didn't, you know, plan to get trapped out in the wilderness. Speaking of theme songs to have in my head, apparently Dave the Barbarian is going right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, Bruven would like to make just a sort of general help us survive while finding a civilization of some sort. Sounds good. Sort of, sort of, sort of roll. Difficulty four. 
Yep. This Difficulty four. Is unfamiliar to you. Fair. But I think it's something that you can accomplish without too much trouble. Oh, yeah. More was just like... How dare you challenge me anymore? <laughs> yeah. If you weren't on the other side of the world, hundreds of years in the future. Yeah. But once you've survived here for some time, it is going to drop in difficulty. Oh, yeah. Come on now. I got a 10. Beating a 6. Yep. Easy peasy. Yep. <coughs> As Reuben suggested, they are incredibly competent, even in unfamiliar environments, and is able to read the signs of the terrain and acquire for you what is necessary for you to survive or duration needed to find civilization. So should I assume that you're going into the forest and traveling a certain distance and you'd like me to abstract what that is before you find something else new? Yeah. Sounds great. Cool. Sounds good. All right. So you go into this forest <clears throat> and at first it seems like um, kind of a normal forest. And by that, I mean like a deciduous forest in the eastern woodlands of the United States, right? Okay. Big trees, um, tall kind of mixed uh, big leaves, right? This isn't an evergreen forest. Correct. Um, you find uh, the the train starts get starts to roll gradually after you've traveled maybe a few miles and stuff like that going up and down. It is uh, doesn't seem as flat <coughs> and leveled by water pressure or geologic activity as the whale fall did. And you travel for a few hours um, without really seeing any variation in that kind of environment. Uh, and then you reach a small clearing that gives you a better uh, better view of the things beyond it. So you rise up to this slight prominence very gradually. And you realize then that the forest is going to proceed down more. And you see in the distance a river. And at this distance, you can tell that there are some things on it that look like they might have been put there as opposed to having risen out of the ground and therefore being like islands in the river. It's uh, they, they seem like they might be structures of some kind. There are a number of them, and it looks like they're kind of moving in the water, right? You don't, from here, see any sign of propulsion necessarily, hmm. but they don't look connected to the ground beneath it is what mm. I'm saying. There's some kind of slight, you know, that jitter you would see of things that move in the distance, even if they're kind of trying to stay still. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they are you would guess maybe multi-storied or at least tall on the inside. Something like that. Cool. And you imagine that uh, if you continue on this path through the forest that you would probably uh, reach that area within the next few hours. Sounds great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, So when you descend into the forest, it starts getting a little more varied. Here and there, you see trees that seem to have these, I don't know, looks like um, thick or hard skinned fruits high in the top. But they are, in this particular area, not plentiful. Hmm. And of course, stop me whenever you want. Um, As you proceed along 
and um, it seems like these fruits are getting more common. You get to within about a half mile of the river in this area. Suddenly, the path curves around, takes you past some trees, and you can actually see it slowly descending through um, more forest, but easy to pass through. And you see what may be houses of some kind floating on some technological platform. Hmm. Like tethered in the river, floating, or floating along with the river? You see no tethers. However, that's the impression you would get if they were tethered to something. So they aren't moving along the river. Bobbing along. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly right. Like a floating dock. Yes, like a floating dock, but they're in the center of the river. They're not connected mm-hmm. to the banks, and they're not connected to a tether at all, but there are structures on them. Sure. Um, what's the fruit like? Cool. You want to get closer to the fruit? All right. Yeah. Are you going to climb up and get one? Is that what's happening? Sure. All right. It's not going to be a hard roll for you to do it because you have time and you're not being beleaguered, right? Okay. You climb trees mm-hmm. before. Trained in climbing, too. Yeah. <laughs> So um, you know how to climb at this point, and it isn't actually challenging to climb these particular trees. They got plenty of branches. Go ahead. What's up? Blaze is going to be offering helpful tips. Oh. <laughs> 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 got a branch on your Wait. left, about yep, four, four inches I like up. That. No, turn your foot the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Always helpful. That's what people at the climbing gym really appreciate. So, <laughs> I mean, it depends upon the group, right? Some yeah, climbers, they're all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, you climb up to the top, and uh, you get close to these uh, fruits. And um, you notice that they actually have rather sharp thorns on them <laughs> that are hard to see. Because the fruit has this rather peculiar matte color that absorbs light and doesn't display a lot of contrast. And Mm. these thorns are kind of um, pointed down. And like, um, you know, on an artichoke, how the leaves envelop around it, right? Like these little, you know, leaves forming over each other, right? Leaning over, or not leaning over each other, overlapping each other. Right. Uh, Or if you were to rub your hand along a pineapple the wrong way. Yes, exactly. That kind of thing. But you can tell at a glance that it would hurt you if you were to incorrectly grab these fruits. So um, I'm sure you have some means. If you want to take one down, you can. Sure. Uh, just like <laughs> spatially karate chop a bunch of them. Yeah. If you want to do that. Sure. Heads up. They're spiky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You can get two or three. How many you want? One a piece. Yeah. One for everybody. Okay, cool. You got one uh, for everybody. Yeah. And then grab some, like, gloves or whatever. And Good idea. Try and figure it out. Cool. So, know, uh, cut, cut one open, maybe. That's a good approach. When they hit the ground, they make a deep thud. And one of them hits one of the roots of the trees, and it dents it, cracking it hard. Phased out, interested in this fruit. Okay, yeah. What? <laughs> yep. Also, I did not after that, that, when that first one hits, 
because it'll be the first one, right? And Fade does that big step. Dropping <laughs> 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 cannonballs on us, cool. <laughs> he did warn us that they they did warn us that they were spiky. Right, but not yeah. that they were so dense. I didn't know that. <laughs> didn't lift them. Oh, you didn't lift them. Yeah, I just cut it off. Spatial, <laughs> spatial karate chop. Yep. Exactly. Use the proper beans to harvest one of these. Yep. Uh, it'll sort of slide and scale back down. And All right. And then, yeah, I think just like chop one in half. Okay. Uh, it seems to resist the cutting of the dagger until you put a lot of force into it. All right. And sure. you can tell and will therefore be able to adjust that if you were to apply the dagger to this incorrectly, you would either dull the blade or break the tip. Huh. But they're thorns and you have time and there are a bunch of you around. It wasn't too challenging for you to be really careful with this. And you are tier three, right? So sure. you're rather experienced people. Not going to be defeated by some fruit. Exactly. Not these particular fruit. And you're also wary, considering that when they hit the ground, you're like, okay, these things are kind of hard. So, like, you wouldn't take a bowling ball and try and cut into it with a kitchen knife. Doesn't make any sense, right? You try and use some other means to do it. Right. But uh, you're able to break them open. And inside, they look like a geode. However, well, actually, what do you do when you see that they look like a geode? Touch. Yeah, touch to see if they're rocks. Great. They are uh, increasingly soft as you get to the center. Interesting. So the outside, uh, the outside seems like a kind of metallic stone. It's just like, you know, that kind of feeling. You get inside, it seems like more brittle um, gemstone, crystal. And then you get towards the center and it becomes soft and pliable. And you're poking it. it with your finger on the center real quick. And it feels like fruit. Go ahead, Ash. Yeah, I was like, is it like a like a jelly rock? Yeah, you could say that. Blazer just treat it like a candy and try and yeah, I'm gonna it off and take a, a little crystal piece out the middle. At the middle? You can eat that. It's Neat. sweet. It tastes You know what? Um, this is what happens with these particular fruit. You have Force isn't the right word. You have an involuntary um, synesthetic experience because you taste purple. Nice. Yeah. If any of you had synesthesia before, well. Imagine at some don't. point in, in phase really weird childhood. Yeah, some wires got crossed and spent an afternoon. Colors before. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. It's pleasant. It's purple. Mm. Purple pleasant and color. I won't Red, say it's lovely, scary color. Right? Because you all vary, but it Strange. is not an unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, legs crossed with it, like, in the hollow between my knees, just picking out my little rock jellies, because, yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And only the very center right now is uh, soft enough right. for you to eat. Wild. After I eat the soft ones, I'm definitely like picking it up and trying to bite. 
The other one's like a rock candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In my head, I think that's what it's going to be. It might so just be ones... a rock. But... Mm. I'd say it's, you pick out the ones in the center and you're able to eat those without trouble. The ones immediately around that, they are harder, but you're able to chew into them. But they get increasingly more difficult to bite. And eventually... Do they still taste? They, faintly. Mm. So... Um, it, it's the ones in the center distinctly that you have that synesthetic right. experience. Eventually that disappears and you're also not able to bite through the crystals without damaging your teeth. Like if it's something you wanted to do, you totally could, right? At least with the ones you can access. Uh, but yeah, eventually it becomes pointless. At least, okay. you know. <laughs> I've also given a cube to my little rat. Mm-hmm. Pigeon rat. Yeah. I'm going to go this is a gonna hope it's not toxic for birds or rats to trash griffin it's like a you know oh my gosh what is the thing uh tardigrade disposal just, that too yeah but it's yeah tardigrade <laughs> just <laughs> unkillable yep um all right is it well, canon now that a trash griffin can engage in cryptobiosis sure is that what we're saying <laughs> at least my thing is more the what it's capable of eating is more of what uh, i was thinking enough. of but yeah you got cast iron okay. stomach Mm. Um. All right. Well, that was an interesting experiment. Yeah, they had a rock this... fruit before. Yeah. How much does a single fruit weigh? Twenty pounds. Jesus. Yep. And it's like the size of like a pomegranate. They are the size of a pineapple. Oh, I was okay. thinking. So yeah. Twenty pound pineapples. Dense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. it's like fifty foot trees. All right, I could kill somebody, but I wasn't going to say. Ha! Fruit falls, everybody dies. dies. <laughs> Rock fruit. Mark yeah, fruit. that's right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, it. Uh, you have all that information. It feels like some kind of weird stone metal surface on the exterior. It gets increasingly soft as you go in, mm-hmm. and it's only in the very center from these that you picked um, that it is. Uh, Thoroughly tasting of purple. Stone fruit. Yeah. Purple fruit. Yep. Can you go get another one so we can like carry it with us? Yeah, you can. You j- I think. Ruben I assume we probably haven't you? opened all of them. Right. Well, yeah, that's right. You got one for yeah. each of you, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I assume we did not open all of them immediately. No. Because they're, you know, it's the size of pineapple. We can all like sit there and Being share. Taste, taste one together, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally okay with me. So we have at least one to bring with us, and then Ruben will just sort of like, eh, one's probably good. Yeah. From an effort slash space perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. So we do have with, to with, carry with, this. With, with unknown caloric density. Yeah, that's what I was like. I want to carry it because I don't know how mm-hmm. much sustenance actually was in this. Right. Yeah. Like Limbus. Yeah. Yeah. Is it nutritious? Hmm. Is it Olestra? We'll find just out. Im- just immediately spikes your uh, blood glucose and <laughs> pass out. Yeah. You lay down. Where is purple on the glycemic index? Right. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, and then I'm like, moving on. Hey, let's figure out what's on this floating houses mm-hmm. situation. Cool. Yeah, I was nervous about how to go about. I think we should go about talking to these people. With okay. our mouths? 
<laughs> Do we tell them how we got here? I mean, we're strangers in a foreign land. We just say, hi, we're from not around here. Even if we told them we're from 5,000 years in the past, this is the ninth world. They're going to look at us and go, uh-huh. Sure, yeah, that happens. <laughs> Riven uh, walks up to Vet and just, like, puts hands on her shoulders and goes, I just did all the, the, the navigating and the and the fruit finding and the and the the, the water finding and please please don't make me talk to people <laughs> question we got you mm-hmm. how advanced do the houses look mm. are these like really simple constructions or does it you know have like formed plastic or you know whatever what kind of technological level are they at? that's a great question I would like there's information I would give you just superficially I would also be happy to give more information with an understanding of Numenera. Can I just give a perception roll? Yes, absolutely. Like I said, that was standard information, superficially, and um, there's other information I'll give, depending upon how it's uh, understood or perceived. How difficult of a perception to just try to, like, suss them out looking at them? It's difficulty three to just get some basic information about these particular houses. And I have an S, so that puts it down to a one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Can you roll a three? Where'd it go? Can you there. roll a three? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Roll a 17. Oh, it lagged. Okay, there it is. Plus one damage. Your corneas are scratched as you look too hard at these houses. <laughs> uh, you notice that each of them have for some strange reason no ground let's say uh, like water level portals that you are able to notice that there is a portal on the top under some eaves of a peaked roof it looks like there's no window or door on it. It's open. Like, uh... Like a, describe. like a birdhouse. Yes, like a birdhouse. There we go. Yeah, so I was thinking of a bat. Um, that works, too. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then ladders or stairs to reach those higher levels? Uh, Vet didn't see those. Bird like a birdhouse. Bird yes, that's what it seems like to you. Mm-hmm. That's I think it's a fair analogy. You want to give them your best cacao? <laughs> I mean, I At was worried distance. about not speaking the same language, but you know. At this distance, they are big, right? They do seem like habitations for creatures that might be five or six feet tall. People could fit inside these. They're not mm-hmm. tiny, but yeah. Like, like the avian or people to hover or something. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What technology level did we get? Uh, who rolled Numenera roll? I don't no do that. No one did. Oh, I can do that. I'll give it yeah, a shot. You'd like, you'd like to make an understanding Numenera roll? The difficulty is six. I have failed. Okay, so this is what you learn. 
These are not just simple houses. Excellent. There is something up with their construction. That is... That is all that I learned, or that is like a false assumption I should be operating? That is not a false assumption. Okay. You, in scrutinizing these, sure. recognize all that you're not... This. Yes, exactly. Okay. You recognize that you're not entirely sure what's going on with them, which suggests sure. to you, therefore, because you're an experienced yeah, nano, right. yes, there's got to be some technology involved. Okay, sure. like you're looking at them like, what's going on with these? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's something going on here. Right. Got to be. Yep, exactly. Sure. I was just thinking, if this was another world, it could be the very early stages of it, but if there's technology, then... Mm -hmm. Okay. But on the outside, you know, they seem like they're made of some kind of organic material, maybe wood covered in paint or some kind of uh, replica that's metal. You've seen stuff like that. It's technological before. There's something going on with them. Um, how wide is the river and like how many of these houses are there and stuff? Great. Sure. Um, you see one of these houses every 150 yards. Or 150 meters, right? Okay. I mean, those aren't exactly equal, but um, roughly spread equivalent out. for the purpose of this, right? They're spread out. Um, they don't seem to be at a specific distance from either of the banks, but they don't seem to come any closer than 20 feet. So, or let's stick to meters a yard. They don't seem to come any closer than six or seven meters from the bank, neither side of the okay. bank of this river. Right. Yep. And you can see them until the river curves. So at this present position, you see four of them. Okay. Um, Riven comes to a couple quick conclusions and mm -hmm. lets the group know. Like, the fact that they're not close to the shore means that there might be something on the shore they're avoiding. It's defensible to be on top of the river. And considering their height and entrance, that they might be able to that, fly. Right, and that distance to the shore probably right. is negligible to them. Right. So yeah, yeah, that kind of factors into that same thing. Sort of uh, making yeah. a lot of noise and getting some attention. I was also wondering about uh, maybe there's something in the river, mm -hmm. which is why they don't have windows or anything close to the river surface actually that's true because you talked about them being are they on a platform or is it more of a solid thing is there a porch on the water level there's not a porch okay um but you do notice that there is a platform that sticks out a little bit it's very small amount mm -hmm. um uh it doesn't look like a house was ripped off of its foundations and just placed on top of the creek or the river, right? It um it looks like uh there is some purpose built structure underneath the houses mm -hmm. that perhaps support them. But it doesn't Ballast seem and propulsion and all sorts it of It could be, right? It could be, yeah. You don't see any like bubbles or anything like that, but it's also hard to tell because the river's moving right. right with them. They're in position with the river's moving. Um, uh, go ahead. 
Can I look for any sort of large tracks or like things along the shoreline and stuff like that? Kind of operating on yeah. this, like maybe there's some sort of predator or or mm. dangerous thing. Yeah, let me see. How would you? Let's see. Yeah, if you can make a difficulty five perception test, um, you might be able to see something on the far shore. Plants and animals, or is it all right? Uh, can I, I can give you my spyglass. That's helpful. Yeah. yeah, counts as an asset, as we've established. Okay, so five goes down to four. Is that what you said? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Training and effort to get a six. A nine. I did not. <laughs> but it's not a GM intrusion. Nope. You look over there. And uh, you don't detect anything that signals to your understanding that it would present the kind of defensive concern that would lead to people. Beyond the <sighs> A big fucking tech alligator chomps my face. Rip. Okay. Yeah. the perception test. Rolling Rocks fall, everybody dies. <laughs> you, oh. failed it, you failed the perception test. You didn't see the heart attack sneaking up on you. Oh, Everyone shit. died. Damn. Yeah. Didn't notice the signs. Didn't yeah. notice the BDs <laughs> from the from the death pineapples. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's um, exactly right. Yeah. Well, mm hmm Ruben just sort of hands the spy glass back to you and there's eh? Birds? Yeah, shall we go introduce ourselves? I mean, we don't even know if there are people in those right now, but. Well, or if they're diurnal or nocturnal or anything, we don't know anything. So might as well just like make some noise and see if somebody's curious. Yep. Faye says, make some noise. Cool. Pulls out pot wanna, and pan. Do you want to attempt to perhaps make a noise in a pleasant way? Friendly noise. Friendly noise. Okay, so we're just heading on down <laughs> to the river. Yep. I mean, we're already there at this point, right? So we're looking I'm, around. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. That was my that was because my sort of bank. understanding. Like if I'm looking the, for things along the bank and stuff like that. Yeah. With the spyglass and stuff, you could have been a yeah. distance away from the okay. houses and still resolve them. But yeah, you can be totally it's totally fine. Yeah, what do you do? Kind of pleasant noises. You know what? Could I? I mean, it's not perfect, but um, I, I I am trained in public speaking. Uh, so less of making a noise and more of uh, well, what time of day is it? Because we hail and well met. Yeah, effectively early afternoon. Everybody yeah, it is early afternoon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And just, yeah, I mean, if you want to try to call out to them. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. And, and... Oh, I do have an idea first. Mm -hmm. um, can I link senses with my little um, bird friend? Oh, yeah. And have them get closer, like make a close pass around the 
the just, open just door. Just not in. <laughs> I can go in if you want. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Okay, that costs two. So totally happy. I was hoping you were going to remember about the trash can. <laughs> uh, do I have to roll to activate that, yeah? Um, no. The griffin's going to consent to it. You don't need to make an action after the fail act. Okay. If you're trying to link senses with somebody else, you don't know, and they might be able to oppose it, then, then yeah, you'd have to roll. Okay, so I just paid my two, and I'm going to take it out and ask it to let me see through that door. Alright. It nuzzles your hand, and then it flies over, and it'll, to the best of its ability, with its, um, limited wing structure it uh, flaps and kind of hovers around uh, the inside of the door and then you want it to like move around it come back Uh, yeah I just wanted to make like a couple of passes so that I could look I don't want it to land on it or anything because I'm still not sure about this alright fair enough I will mention though just to make sure that all of our like um, imaginings of the structure are matched up is that in a birdhouse, there's like a flat front, and then there's an opening at the top. The opening on these structures, these houses, it's more towards the center of the structure. So it's like a peaked section that you go into, yeah. as opposed to like, does that make sense? <laughs> so there's a portion of the house that if the trash griffin wanted to land on and look in, it could. I'm not saying you have to do that. It's a balcony porch up yes, top. It, or, or something like that, right? But yeah, it can totally make enough passes without landing on it that you can look in, look within. Yeah, I, I just don't know what's inside, and I don't want to risk uh, getting it hurt. So totally, yeah. So Should I do you another able perception to... or just no, no. I'll just tell you what you see, and then you can choose um, how you approach it. Uh, so the Griffin's able to make enough paths, passes, and uh, get close enough to see that there are lights within. And the trash griffin has uh, a sense of hearing and is able to hear low whirs and um, hmm, light repetitive tapping. So it looks like it goes down inside. And there's an opening, and then it goes down. And you can see what might be the top of railings at the edge of the opening. But you wouldn't be able to confirm that without getting closer. Okay, well, I'm going to turn to everyone else. Well, I think they're home. I hear something. And there are lights on. Choose color. Yeah. Uh, I mean, by the sound of that, uh, yeah, I'm going to do my public speaking and, and do my best. Uh, chat says inter- interpretive dance, but I'm not quite there yet. But that seems appropriate <laughs> for birds now that you mention it. But we'll go with just ye old common. <laughs> uh, Sounds good. What difficulty should I? What we're going to do here is um, because you wouldn't be able to know the difficulty for this. Okay. I'm going to give you an effect that it's commensurate with 
the level of difficulty you would have met. So approach this however you would with assets, effort, and skills. Sure. And just in this particular situation, um, I am not revealing something. But ordinarily, I am, of course, um, loathe to avoid the transparency. I like totally it. Totally fine. For this, we're going to approach it this way. I mean, that's where we are. We know nothing. <laughs> I rolled a seven. seven. Again, stay Absolutely. minus four difficulty. Cool. Great. Okay. So that means you would hit a difficulty six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic. So what words do you use? Is there anything specific that you say? I think so far as to basically say, hello, uh, river people. Uh, I'm Faye. This is Blaze and Vet and mm-hmm. Reuven. And that's a trash griffin. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're friends. We don't mean any harm. Uh, came to share news. So is the trash griffin still flying around the house? Uh, no, it's come back to me by now. Okay, so then you wouldn't hear this, but this what what is going to happen? Um, but uh, there's probably a 30-second pause, and then from the distance, you can see a kind of, like, blink um, out of the opening. Something kind of like blink, come back. And then another 30 seconds later, you see... A darting flash leave the opening. And you see it go towards the forest. And then it sweeps around. And then you see it in more greater resolution when it comes back past the trees on the other side. And then comes down and lands at the bank about 10 feet away from you. And it is a clockwork robin. Has little spinning gears. And the trash griffin and vet would recognize the sound of that whirring. Okay. Just knowing what's going to happen, Clay sort of rolls his eyes thinking about Faye. <laughs> I'm going to like hands <laughs> on Faye's shoulder like you can't take it apart. This is a friend, <laughs> I guess. It's, it's a sentient being. No kidding. I think I'm some kind of... Don't answer that question. You tried to disassemble every piece of tech we found so far. (laughs) None of them were living things. (laughs) And just to flip that a little bit more, as you start to say, do you think I'm a... And Blaze just sort of turns around and gives you a... Go ahead. (laughs) Don't answer that. Um, that Yeah, I'm just going to sort of wave to the Robin and say hello. The robin looks at you. And then the robin looks at Blaze. Poking Blaze. Say hello. Greetings. Robin looks at Blaze. And then the robin looks at Faye. What? I already said hello to you. Robin looks at Faye, and then the Robin looks at Reuben. I'm gonna just roll a d20. Just All right. Give myself a. Yeah. Okay. Greetings, bird. 
Bird looks at uh, in reverse order at all of you. And then it sits down on the ground. But not like a bird does by putting its legs beneath its body. You ever seen a bird sit like a mm-hmm. dust bath? The bird sits like you imagine a bird would sit if it's a person in a bird's body. So knees bend, butts on the ground. Yeah. Feet legs out? Down. Like yeah, knees, feet out. Yeah. Like knees bend like human shaped yeah. legs. Uh huh. Oh, that's yeah. freaky. Like, 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 like yes. a human sitting with their legs out, like resting. Yeah. And so uh-huh. their wings are like kind of out and ribbon sort of propping themselves up a little bit. This is yep, a good, exactly. this is a good image in my brain. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Hi, we're, um, travelers. We've come a long, long a long distance. You are not residents of the Grove. You must no. be travelers. Please okay. says it out loud without realizing it. This is not a bird. It's, a, it's an this automaton. One just has the form of a winged construct. Okay. What interest do you have with the Grove? Friendly interest. Cooperative interest. We need information. We don't know where we've ended up. Yeah. Do you know where you've ended up? Yes, we're in the Grove. Oh, we know where we left. Where did you leave? Most recently, the clouded boneyard. 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 Yeah. Roman looks at you. Elaborate. Um, that direction. Several hours of our speed of walking. That way lies Whalefall. Yes, Whalefall. That's where we are. All are dismantled in Whalefall. Well, we escaped. <laughs> How did you traverse Whalefall? With the beats. Um, we learned that if... How to appear not as food? Robin looks at you intently and then says, You are not ordinary travelers. No. Mm, no. And Blaze just sort of like, thank you for noticing. <laughs> Robin kind of scratches one side of their clockwork body with a wing and then says, The masters are not here. How long have the masters been gone? The masters leave during the day. They return okay, in so the evening. They haven't been gone for 5,000 years or anything. <laughs> <laughs> are, there, are there dangers on the shores we should be aware of? While we wait for the masters to return so we can speak. There are no dangers that will beset you during the day. 
but at night. Okay. The masters have a phrase for this. They say, to be out at night is to put your fate in the hands of the past. The past. This one does not understand the significance of that phrase. This one would very much like to understand the significance (laughs) of that phrase. That one is entitled. (laughs) Very well. Um, Is there a proper place for us to wait? Bird looks at you, and it looks like it's like considering it for a surprisingly long period. And it says, There have been no attendants in the grove for... Centuries. None pass Whalefall unscathed. All are dismantled in Whalefall. Aside from... And it, it doesn't squint, right? But the increased uh, attention might, might suggest that. It says, aside from not ordinary travelers. Hmm. What lies beyond the grove? Beyond the grove... On the, name for it. the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a name. Got Oh, yes, cool. And how far? Uh, uh, the bird says, Beyond the grove is the ice cream. Say that one more time, Ralph. Because I heard ice right. cream. <laughs> Beyond the grove is the ice cream. Oh. Suddenly it's Much a lot less, less pleasant. Yeah. Pleasant, yeah. Do you have the authority to grant us hospitality while we wait for the masters to return? None have requested hospitality for centuries. May we it have is unprecedented. Hospi- May we have hospitality. It is not this one's impulse to revoke hospitality. Therefore, it is so granted. Thank you. That we will endeavor to not be a bird. Um, should we? <laughs> Burden. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But should we enter through the the door? <laughs> the bird, like. Hops up a little bit, looks back at the, and then looks back at you, and looks you up and down, and then sits back down again, legs out, weird, weird human style, um, and says, "There are easier means of ingress when the masters return." I see. Okay. Would it be okay if I took a look, though? How would that one take a look? Um, uh... And then I'll just sort of hop and hover. The bird hops up and hops back from you and then stops hopping around you and then goes underneath you. (laughs) 
and it hops back and goes back underneath <laughs> and then flutters up to your head and goes down and checks again to make sure that you're actually hovering yep. and it isn't some kind of illusion. And then it uh, walks back and sits down again and says, how is that one doing this? Um, you flex a muscle in just the right way. This one has existed in another time and place. The masters will want to hear of this. Very well. I'll just settle back down. Please just sort of turns an appraising eye to the nearest vessel. How far from the shore is it? Uh, it is seven meters. You want to try and jump there? Yeah. <laughs> To jump from the shore, let's see, actually, there is a, I mean, I don't want to quote something that will disadvantage you. Let me look it up, because I'm trying to remember what the jump, there That's is a, a fucking a leap, my guy. Over a riverbank, no less. Yeah, so, yeah, Blaze, like, checking with his feet, the, what's the terrain like, and getting a yeah, feel yeah, for yeah. it. <laughs> cool. So grass in the wind. And <laughs> yeah, um, great. Yeah, this is the rule for jumping. You look on page 121. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, you decide how far you want to jump. That sets the difficulty of a might roll. Oh, not speed. Uh, let's see. If you run an immediate distance, that's 10 feet, counts as an asset, easing the jump. If you run a short distance before jumping, divide the jump distance in feet by two. And you can, you can do this. And then subtract four to determine the difficulty of the jump. Because you're running an immediate distance and then some, you also count your running as an asset. For example, jumping a distance of 20 feet with a short running start has a difficulty of 5, which is 20 feet divided by 2 is 10, minus 4 is 6, minus 1 for running an immediate distance. So, thereabouts. Yeah. So we'll say, for the ease of the math, of course, 20 feet. Going to be a difficulty of 5 might test and if you have other assets or some other means to ease this you can um so i'll take an asset for running mm -hmm. uh, i have that's already counted in this difficulty okay so oh, okay yep all right um i am trained in running but um i am also trained in jumping Okay. Trained in jumping helps. Okay. Um, I think that's about all that I have, except I obstacle running probably wouldn't much matter this for this, right? No, not for this. Um, and move like water wouldn't really help. That's more for combat. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Okay. Okay. Difficulty four. Unless you uh, spend effort. Or is difficulty four before the application? That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, might yeah I'll put some effort into it okay yeah it's entirely up to you uh, one edge so that's three cool right uh, it is you have one might edge yeah it'll cost you four total oh, sorry you have it's one effort and it'll cost you two total two yeah okay yeah okay we'll give it a shot mm -hmm. and that is jumping
There we go. All right. So, like I said, <laughs> this is uh, more than one story. However, you're not just going to hit the wall and fall down because that's dumb. Um, and also, that would be, um, I think, cruel and, and rude of me, right? Not to interpret what you're asking for correctly. So, you will be able to leap the whole way and grasp the edge to the top because of the distance you get in your, um, in your jump and the length of your body. And so you can climb up from that point, which isn't a challenge for you in this particular circumstance. But you won't be able to leap just on the top because it would be way too high. (laughs) Ruben just like takes a couple steps and just like floats on the same trajectory (laughs) and then just like, hey, buddy, that was a good jump. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Would you like to narratively describe how Blaze does this? Or would you like me to? Um, I... I think it's not. Please does the whole thing where he's you know testing out the ground, make sure he's aware of what the surface is going to be like. He's going to skip when he's doing the push off, and just a mm-hmm. couple quick five quick pound pound pound, and then leaps with a bit of a splash because he lands just right in the edge of the water. Yeah, and just does the whole grab onto the roof, the edge of the roof. I'm imagining there's a railing there. Yeah, so he lands and then cushions himself with his feet against the side of the wall, and then just hops up over the railing. And lines up in the top like he was no big deal. You did that super quick, and then Reuven moves over, right, and sasses you a bit. The Robin is on the bank, um, jumped up, and it's a clockwork bird. So at first it didn't look like it had feathers, but then all of a sudden it ruffles like like aluminum foil that's crinkled like a ball yes exactly and it makes this little like sound right and looks at at vet and Faye, like trying to get in the way (laughs) i am so sorry Um, yeah i I misunderstood i thought we had i thought we had hospitality and then and then and then and then the bird looks at you and turns around and flies up there and then it still looks a little like (laughs) myth Right, but it tries to like smooth down the aluminum foil. Have you ever like smoothed it out aluminum foil on the counter? It crinkles. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it does that with its wings, and then um, you see it gradually coming back to smoothness. But then it said, "This one's impulse was not to refuse hospitality; therefore, it was granted. This one did not say to invade the creek manse." Um, Blaze then apologizes, like bends over the the water. Yeah, I'm. uh, I apologize. I misunderstood. And then, and then, and then then the Robin nods and looks around and says, "But unusual travelers may have stories to tell." Absolutely. This one thinks it will be within acceptance to permit a view inside before the master's return. If you prefer, we can wait up here. And we could still tell you stories. Um, And kind of looking to others for comfort. We have no desire to push boundaries 
You you Just literally took off and separated the talkie to from you two. Yep. <laughs> we're not part of this conversation. Well, I, we're only like twenty feet away from you, so it's not like we're miles yeah, away. You can't hear us. But I mean, the, yeah, it's it's also hard a little bit with the 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 movement of the, the mm-hmm. river. That's why you couldn't mm-hmm. hear the movement of the robin yeah. on the inside. But the robin says this. The robin says this. Um, if uh, these ones would like to look inside uh the the robin does this weird kind of it doesn't look like a shrug but it's like it looks like a bird would shrug if it was trying to shrug like, like while it's flying no 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 it's just, oh, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's landed it's not like fluttering around you it was just super miffed right like right, right, right. Crink, crinkly aluminum foil and it's smoothed out it's landed in front of you and it's not it doesn't seem miffed anymore um the wrinkles have gone away uh but yeah so it says you can look inside Right. Um, but then it says, um, uh, stories here meet this one satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yet only if all travelers are here. It is this- challenging for this one to split this one's attention Absolutely. between all travelers. This one only wanted to briefly look inside not to invade hmm. and then would be happy to wait for the masters on the shore that one can look inside and like literally not touching the building just hovering there with like head like against oh, yeah. like like very much not going you in can, at all you, you can you can stick your head in if you want Okay. I mean, I think this yeah. is what Ruben is deciding, like as a, Ooh. as a, like, compromise societal barrier, right? That this is, like, this thing obviously is not a full, like, representative of this culture, and yeah. doesn't want to like take advantage of it, right? It's a reasonable perspective. Makes sense. Um. But yeah, we'll just be like taking a quick peek in. If there's anything that like exceptionally stands out is very interesting. But otherwise, yeah. then we'll just sort of like <laughs> offer offer a hand to Blaze and you see uh what looks like um one of the fruits mm. on like a pedestal. Um, and it looks bright purple. You know it's one of those fruits because you recognize the shape in the thorns. Mm. Color is bright purple. And uh, you notice that there's definitely a ladder from the top where that opening is. Mm. And it goes down about 10 feet, right? This is a room. And from your vantage point as well, you can see that there is another ladder leading back towards the back that leads down again. So there's probably another room. Mm, like another room or floor or something. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And there's like chairs and like a table inside of this room. You can see all that from where this is. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, yeah. Ruben will just sort of offer a hand to Blaze. I think it would be polite for us to wait alongside the shore. Okay. And like, he's, what do I do? I hang on. Yeah, I got you. Okay. 
and his mind blazes 100% ready to get wet. <laughs> but still takes the head. If it was Faye... Riven is strong. Yep. I think I'm more be worried about your floating ability. Will that carry to you? We're going be to fine. find out. <laughs> be fine for this purpose. Yeah. If it were dramatically um, important, I would have you make a might roll. Right. But it's literally just like not even like pushing off and, and using the momentum. It's literally just the inbuilt like ten yeah. feet per round movement of the power. Yeah. Just like boop boop boop. Like just you know. Yeah, you'll be able to do it. Fifteen seconds float back over to the to the shore. Yeah, it's, if you're traveling a long distance, it might be an issue. Right. But yeah, not for this. Also, considering your level of intellect edge, you're able to do it for free. So yeah, yeah. fine with me. Makes sense. Cool. So you can move back to the shore. Um, the bird comes back, and it does not look like it was uh, displeased before. So you're all able to see, or at least appear to you that there's any like residual right. displeasure. Cool. Might be some, but it, it isn't evident. <sighs> well, yeah. They have these. They have one of these fruits inside. Bright purple, which leads me to think that they might ripen further than the ones we grabbed. I would, I would hope so because that's a lot of a wasted, potentially tasty fruit. Or they have really strong teeth. Or maybe they picked sooner, before mm. it turned hard. Any, any number of these are. Acceptable. Possible, yes. Hypothesis, yes. Um, there's at least two rooms, ladders on the inside, mm-hmm. and um, sorry, this is in character, not. Sorry, cool. Um, sorry about that. Um, were there decorations or anything? Yes. Okay, so there was like, like abstract. It looked like abstract art. Very much like uh, definite signs of like culture. Yes. Yes, okay. you especially would recognize this right, right, having right. Tra- traveled between the worlds. Yeah, I mean, which I mean, I think makes sense with this sort of biomechanical sort of. Or is there anything living, or is it just mechanical? You don't see anything living in there. Okay, you see right. these fruits, right? Which no, 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 the the bird, the robin. Oh, the bird. Oh, gotcha. The bird seems entirely clockwork. Okay. But yeah, yeah. I want to do. A mind reading when the bird gets close, because I want to know if it's mm. if yeah. it has a, a like a sentient consciousness, or if it right. is just like a really interesting robot. Okay, sounds good. Cool, cool. Uh, to engage the mind of this bird, it's difficulty six. Okay, let's see. It cost me two just to use it. Difficulty six. Um. Could perception help? Like as an asset? Hmm. In this case, no. There might be other assets you have, though. Looking well, with these just... on... Hmm? Any ciphers you have? I have something there. No, my ciphers are weapons. Um, I mean, beyond just, like, trying to see how it interacts with my bird and get a read on its behavior but mm. most of it's trying to 
brain link with it, so yeah. Failure. Well, this is what you get. You try and engage with this bird. And I think, well, would it be reasonable for me to assume that Vet has tried to engage with non-sentient um, intelligences before? I mean, I did before. I was, I linked with the jellyfish. Oh, that's right. Yeah, cool. Um, but the jellyfish were saving. What I mean is, like, have you have you failed in in Vet's experience, and because of it, not like a real, an actual robot, like uh, uh, Phase. Um, Probably not. Like, I don't think she's come across like automatons that she would have been wondering: Are they thinking before okay. getting here? Really? Okay, gotcha. All right. She's uh, from a so, pretty poor part of the land, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Because this is what happens then. You attempt to engage the mind of this bird, and the bird's been watching you all. And then uh bird turns to you um, and looks at you really intently. And then after about 90 seconds, the bird says, what did that one just do? You noticed that. What I'm did sorry. that one just do? I wanted to understand your thoughts. Why does that one want to understand this one's thoughts? I've never seen anything like you. I did this with the, um... Jellyfish. Beings in the whale fall to see if I could understand them. Maybe not as helpful of a thing to say, but... You engaged the beings in the whale fall? No, they didn't acknowledge this most things don't most are not aware Blade just sort of turns to look and then narrows his eyes <laughs> what does that one intend to do I wanted to understand you. The nature of your thoughts. Nature of this one's thoughts. Why do this one's thoughts matter to that one? I'm trying to think of a way of saying this so it doesn't just sound horrifically rude. I want to know what you are rather a clockwork that is responding via programming or 
a fully formed intelligence inside a construct. Bird sits down again, legs out. You couldn't give this bird an existential crisis. And the bird says, this one has thoughts. Judging from your reaction, I was assuming that was the answer. Does that one understand the concept of exchange? In what way? I want to say yes, but I'm not sure if you're meaning it in a different way. This one wants something from that one. Okay. If that one wants to know this one's thoughts, this one wants one thought from that one. And the Robin, did the Robin hear you talking about the fruits? Probably. Probably, yeah. I think I just wanted to make sure that I didn't unfairly assume that when Reuben explained that the purple fruit was in there, that, you know, the Robin. Yeah, if the bird was here, he would have heard all that. Okay, cool. Um, The Robin says, this one wants to know what the pendulous geodes taste like. (laughs) She could help you. Maybe. This one will exchange thoughts for that thought. Okay. Um, I can... You have telepathy. I don't see why I couldn't send across the thought of the taste of purple. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, yes, if you allow me to connect, I can give you the thought of what the geode tastes like. This one will permit that. Okay, well, I'm going to make a telepathic link with this clockwork bird. Yeah, you don't have to roll. I think it, it costs you. So could you build something like this? Thing? Yeah. I'm, I need a plan I for disagree. it. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at you with press X to doubt, but I'm not going to say that out loud. Just like side eye. None of you get nothing games. for Christmas. <laughs> we, need a device. we need a device so we can order to sign X to doubt. Just hold it up. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm gonna show this bird what purple tastes like. This is also a new flavor for me because I hadn't experienced this before either. Ah, yeah. So the bird is it has its legs out and its wings are on the ground. And you see it slowly lower itself on its back. And its head is up in the sky. Or point towards the sky, where I mean, up in the sky. And the wings are splayed. And it starts moving its little feet up and down like a kid does. Pendulous geodes. Taste of purple. Purple. Mm-hmm. The one we tried was... Not 
ripe, too ripe, different from the one that was in there. Show this one. Pull the one out of the bag. Why did these ones harvest unripe geodes? We did not know. Hmm. We were hungry. The masters. And we didn't know they weren't ripe. They are hard and dense when unripe. We discovered yeah. that. Hmm. But still partially edible at the center. The centers are tasty. Purple. How did these ones open? The geodes. Carefully. <laughs> hmm. And kicks his legs a little bit. Says... The masters spend days in the pendulous groves to harvest geodes. The geodes provide sustenance of many kinds. When ripe, the geodes are purple. If left ripe, the geodes turn orange. When geodes become yellow, geodes allow one to enter sleep. What? Geodes allow one to enter sleep. Do, do you not normally, do the masters not normally sleep? Is this an assistant? Right. Is this an assistance to sleep? Or is this the only way they sleep? That's right. Like, Faye is like, sleep. boom. <laughs> or is this a sleep that they never wake up from? Mm-hmm. I was looking at all of you because there are a lot of questions for it, but it's paying attention to them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just thinking about how to answer them. And then it pops up, uh, sits up again, right? Because it was laying down when it said these things. Pops up again. The legs are in the same position. The wings are in the same position. Uh, and the robin says, The masters wake from the sleep after two weeks. The masters uh, have not slept for centuries, except with aid of yellow geodes. Interesting. The masters lost their sleep to the ice cream. That's ominous. Uh, can you show me what the masters look like? Like mentally, can you send me an image? Are they like us or are they a different people? And then the bird thinks about it because having a telepathic connection is entirely novel for it. And then it thinks about the masters. And if we were taking a break, this is when I take a break. But we're not doing that. And I'm not going to leave you on a cliffhanger like that. If you were cruel, this would have been an ad break, but it's not. 
That's right. But it's not. I ain't worried about that. I'm just teasing you. So you see um, an image of them. And uh, they look like people. But a few things stand out to you. The first is that they have skin the color of alabaster. It looks like it's made of milk. As if they were carved from ivory. And their eyes are entirely robin's egg blue. No sclera. No iris, no sclera, no pupil. Otherwise, they look exactly like people. But I mean, the skin tone, the weird eyes, they don't look like people. But I mean, they have eyebrows, and they have hair, and they have they wear clothes that has like a different cultural affectation than you're used to, but it's cut and made from alternatingly organic and technological materials, and they wear shoes and they move around. And you see this flood of images of the masters engaging the robin, talking to the robin, holding up the robin, uh, educating the robin. Giving all words like a flash. To the robin. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, do they have like? Is their hair also stark white? No, or is it... it's just okay. their skin. Their skin is alabaster, and their eyes are robin's egg blue. But otherwise, they seem like regular people. But again, that'd be misleading for me to say they seem like regular people right. when their skin Except looks for, like yeah. it's either yeah, it's made of stone. Something is certainly up with them, but they seem. Yeah human question mark yeah exactly yep do they have like physiological differences or anything besides that like or like uh subtle differences between them or are they like more like they all kind of look the same oh gotcha no 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 they're not all homunculi of each other right. or simulacra of each other right, right. yeah they, they they have varying physio physical differences phenotypic right. differences right they seem like they exhibit a similar level of phenotypic difference as a small community would sure. in some isolated place. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm just gonna thank the little bird. That's very helpful. Um, I'm very interested to meet the masters. The masters return at nightfall. after the grove harvesting is done. Do these ones want to see the groves? Yes. I mean, I think we walked through some of them. The groves are further north. Oh, okay. Were these wild geode trees we found? And the robin starts to speak and then stops. And then the robin says, This one does not know. Um, this one does not know. Um, the groves are 
looks for a term. Tim says. Do these ones use the unit hours? Hmm. How many hours are in a day? 28 hours in a day. Then yes, we use the same term. Hmm. Then the robin says, the groves are two hours from here. I feel rested. I'm up for a little more of a hike. As long as we would not be intruding on anything masters would consider private or sacred. Hmm. This one can take you to the Apophysis, which views the groves. That would be very nice. And then, and then uh, the Robin turns to Reuven and asks, "Will that one hover?" Sure. And then turns to Blaze and says, "Will that one leap?" If there's an obstacle that requires it, or if you can, just want me to show you, can that one leap? To the groves? No. Uh, if it's a couple hours, that's too far for me. I mm. can run there, or I can walk. Hmm. This one would like to see that one run. <laughs> Very well. He's not the one that's good at running, though. <laughs> you cheat, though, let's be honest. <laughs> I know, but the robin has never seen you do that. Um, do you want to race You're going to blow this little bird's mind. Come I'm on. not going to <laughs> do it. This, I've already pushed this bird. It's Bro- computational limits at some enough. point. Yeah. <laughs> then the bird turns to Faye and says, What feat will this one, or will that one perform? On this journey, nothing. But after I talk to your masters, would you like a friend? Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I don't want it to pluck heartstrings too much. But um, the Robin says, "Oh no! What is friend? A companion." Thank you. Fellow traveler? There are others like this one. Similar or like you? Each Creek Man's has one. Ah, okay. Why would this one want one more like this one? For, what does they say? Yeah, for humans, we enjoy companionship of similar. And then looks at his group and realizes, okay, similar is really starting to push it here. But um, of uh, companions of similar type to share experiences with. 
then the bird turns to that and says, this one would like another exchange. Okay. What would you like? This one would like the taste of friends. (laughs) 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 Um. What do friends taste like? (laughs) I can give you the idea of friends, what a friendship feels like. And, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna sort of think back to my friends who are gone. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But mostly just, like, the sense of community and companionship and the comfort Mm -hmm. that that brings. Yeah. And someone to talk to and interact with while the masters are gone. Instead of just... What were you doing before we came? Were you just sitting in the house? This one was watching the geode. For purpose? I don't know. Was it watching paint dry? This... This one wanted to know what the geode tasted like. Hmm. Okay. So it's out here pondering the orb. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you Barry. <laughs> I'm not. I. I wasn't gonna say it because you know, obviously. <laughs> so every one of these houses has a bird, like you. Yes, each creek man's. But you must As be one exceptional like one. because despite the racket we made, you're the only one that came out to see who we were. I mean, we were kind of at Yeah, we were at that, that house, yeah. Yeah, but the other ones like heard shit and like, nope. <laughs> they might <laughs> not have. 150 you, you yards did. is a long distance on a river. Mm-hmm. But water uh, carry, the, like, sound carries over the river, so uh, I don't expect I mean, them to hear, I, but yeah. I, I will say this. There's a possibility that there are others that heard but didn't engage you because of where you were. Mm-hmm. And Blaze is trying to use that to sort of prop up our little Robin friend. Sure. Of course, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the Robin is going to respond to that um, and say, this one was curious. That's a trait that you share with most of my, all of my companions, I think. Very much so. Yes. They are very curious about me. Unlike mm. some people. <laughs> Curiosity is how you learn new tastes. Correct. Like the taste of purple or the taste or of friendship. friends. It's very important to find out what your friends taste like. Is that kind of party? <laughs> are there other things you would like to know not for now that is a fair exchange what does that one want to know from this one it was a gift we haven't finished the exchange oh no it's like a toddler 
It requires nothing in exchange. The desire to... The chance to share what friendship means with you was rewarding for me. Is this one giving you an opportunity to feel rewarded? Yes. Exchange complete. Uh, I, I don't know if this was just a throwaway character or anything, but I fucking love this bird. <laughs> <laughs> of course. If Ralph didn't yeah. expect us to spend two episodes playing with jellyfish and a bird, he would not have fucking introduced them. <laughs> he played with Good Boy for five <laughs> weeks. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I am gonna pull out my little um griffin to let it befriend the bird. If the griffin engages the bird, oh my gosh. The bird would immediately start talking to the griffin. Oh, he can't talk back. Yeah. He's <laughs> gonna, like, pigeon coos. And then he's going to say, what is wrong with that one? Is that one in need of repair? Uh, no. It's functioning properly. It's, that is the language among its species I can communicate with it the way I communicated with you is that the only means it can use to communicate well the sounds it makes are its communication to its compatriots and also to me you learn you learn what it says right Hmm. its tones and its sounds carry meaning that you learn like learning a new language. Hmm. This one would like a third exchange. Okay. This one would like the language of that one. Can I give this little rough and all my pigeon facts? <laughs> Sign great. up for bird facts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what all the various little coups mean? And the robin starts cooing to the trash griffin. And it says to the trash griffin. It looks at Vet and then looks at the trash griffin and says, does that one have friends? Oh, no, it would say, does that one know the taste of friends? Yes. It had a whole flock. What is flock? A group of friends. Hmm. These ones you live, are a flock. live many together. Yes, one might say we're a... Rookery! <laughs> Podcast folks, I'm wearing the Rookery shirt, so yeah. But yes, in a way, I guess we are a flock. Where we are from, there are many like this one. Mm. And then the robin says to the trash griffin, why does that one sit like that? 
And then the Robin sits again, you know, in its weird human way and says, this is a better way to sit. This one has different legs. Hmm. Hmm. And the bird says, To the apophysis. And do we have to cross the river? No. Okay. No, it's not on the other side of the river. Difficulty on my speed task for running? (laughs) Uh, For running? For how fast are you going to run? What are you going to do? I'm going all out. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Um, Press this bird. Yeah, uh, I think if we remember correctly, running a long distance is a difficulty two task. Um, if you want to go out, you know what? We'll do this this way. Uh, however well you improve will impress the bird. Or however you perform will impress the bird. Unprove. So. Um, if, if running is a speed task, I get two free levels of effort basically because of my edge. So. Yep, totally. Yeah. yeah. It is indeed a speed test. Uh, train and running. Speed task, I mean. Speed task. Uh, should be that. Oh, wrong button. Wrong button. There we go. Ooh, damn. Look at this. Out here running hell of fat. Okay. So, you're sprinting down the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first you run too fast for the robin, and then it Puts on a little more speed uh, so it can catch up with you. And are you going to stop at a certain point? You're just going to keep going. Um, I'm going to keep going until it tells me to stop. Oh, it's not going to tell you stop. This is incredible to the Robin. This is going to be a fun time then. Somebody's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, the Robin's going to tell me when to stop sometime. <laughs> the, Robin's, the Robin is flapping along and trying to look at you at the same time, mm-hmm. looking ahead for, for things, but you know, it knows where it's going. But it's looking at you in that way that, like, a video game bird would look at you as you're moving <laughs> down the road, right? <laughs> um, yeah, Blaze doesn't think too deeply about stuff like that, so he's yeah. just assuming that the bird will tell him when to stop. Ten minutes it's into this, <laughs> ten minutes into this, Blaze is going, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes were too um, big for my stomach. <laughs> Just as a, an assessment, does the yeah. robin appear to be expending effort? Like, does it look like it's getting tired or no? its source of energy is sort of constant? It appears that way. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to be exhibiting the signs of physiological fatigue. Okay. The equivalent of physiological fatigue. You saw the, um, you saw a kind of version of um, physical deformation and fatigue when it got miffed and it ruffled up like crinkled aluminum paper, aluminum foil, I'm saying aluminum paper, aluminum foil, right. and then it smoothed it down, right? But other than that, you haven't seen any signs. Okay. Yeah. So this, this is fine. Blaze hasn't had a good like workout workout for a while, so improper challenge for you. He's content to keep running. After three minutes, um, the Robin would say. You have fortitude, or not you, sorry. Um, that one has fortitude. I've trained hard to become so, yeah. 
Hmm. The masters don't do this. How do, and it, it's funny, this is happening while they're like dodging trees and moving. After, how do the masters, masters move around? Sorry, what was that, Chris? I was going to say, the masters appear to have to put in a lot of effort just to obtain the geodes so that they can rest. Mm -hmm. Yes. So their energy expenditures or whatnot might have to be more carefully regulated. Especially if they're not yes. asleep. The masters move slowly. They perform few tasks. But the harvesting of the geodes and are different upon sleep. Different how? More vigorous. Mm. After sleep, more vigorous? After sleep, yeah. more vigorous. It makes sense. This one has not seen the Masters run in centuries. How long does a Master live? Centuries. This one has not seen a Master die. Has this one seen a Master be born? This one has not seen a master be born. Interesting. Well, we've got a standard elf situation here, y'all. <laughs> yes. I see. I Luck see. Hilarious. You've got your classic magical sort of sustenance. Last. They're slow going. Uh, you know, they're living off in the woods by themselves. Classic elves. Classic elves. Classic. Classic elves. Milky white skin. Oh, yeah. Weird glowing eyes. We got us an elf situation. We we, we got us an elf situation, everyone. <laughs> Stupid. I'm looking forward to meeting them. <laughs> Again, not surprising. Are you, you going to be Galadriel to meet them? <laughs> Terrible. How do I disconnect someone from Discord? <laughs> How do I delete someone else's internet? <laughs> so, uh, yes, I'm looking at the time, but I'm happy to continue. I think that's a probably a good yeah. spot. Yep. Okay. So, so yes. Um, leave it on a classic elf situation. Yep. Hell yeah, that's great. Title, title, title name. <laughs> <laughs> Classic self situation. Yes, it might be a bit long. Be we'll long see. Yeah. All right. Uh, so thank just, you, everyone. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Craig. What's up? I was just gonna say, shortened classic health. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us and paying attention to our hijinks and shenanigans in the ninth world. Uh, really enjoying it. Shout out to Monica Games. I didn't do that in the beginning, but of course, I want to acknowledge um, them as publishers of the Cypher system and a Numenera in particular. I uh, really enjoy the system. I'm grateful that they're able to produce it and continue to release content. So, encourage everyone to check it out. 
I think it's a really good system for an integration of various different fantasy and sci-fi tropes um, and is really flexible even if you prefer a narrative system over a granularity because it still provides that kind of mechanical granularity and character creation that a lot of people really want. So um, please check it out. As always, uh, if you want to hang out with us, you can join our Discord, and that link is yeetinto.space. Uh, lots of people there. You want to talk about cool <laughs> animals. You want to talk about interesting facts. You want to look at delicious food stuffs. You want to rave about your favorite games. Um, you want to talk about silly things that happen in the podcast. Whatever you want. We're down. We're, we're here for you. You know, we like to engage people. Come on, we're here for you. If uh, you would like to, or you you are willing to support us, um, like the other patrons have, you are welcome to do so at staylucky.club. Of course, no pressure. Um, and uh, if you would like to keep listening to us in any 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 way you decide, that, that totally works for us. Go ahead and reach out. If you want encouragement about running other games. Uh, Drew, is there anything else you'd like to say? Ah, that's it. Okay. Mage All is right. coming. Since some, coming, somebody popped in, and I, I really appreciate them, uh, they're like, "Why does why does End of the West end at forty five? I'm like, "Cause cause we stopped playing." Because we haven't yep. recorded forty six. Yep. <laughs> it's like my bad. Coming yeah. Out there. Apparently, we take a long time to produce it. Yeah. You know? We're just yeah. We're, we're stuck. We're stuck in development hell. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we'll be we'll be Duke Nukem forever though. Don't worry. That's that's right. We might be out before Silk Song. Yeah, definitely that. All right, everybody. Stay curious. Thanks again. Bye, everyone.